0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the North American Association of Cerebral Palsy Advocates chat line. Today is June 1st, and my name is Caleb Wells. I am the founder and chairman of the North American Association of Cerebral Palsy Advocates. And today I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and vice president, Tanner Lynn. How are you today, Tanner? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. And we're also joined today by our newest member of our board of directors, Brittany Smith. How are you, Brittany?
1: I'm I'm doing great.
0: That's awesome. So, if you've been following the podcast for a while, we we talk about a lot of different things on the show. And last week we talked about how the association came into existence and how we got to this point in our story. So, I wanted to expand on that and finish our thoughts with a second part of that episode and kind of talk about our board of directors and what we do and why the board of directors exists. As I said last week, that Melissa and I founded the group three years ago and the board of directors kind of grew out of a necessity that we were seeing with, we were having more people, some more people had ideas. So we opened up another board seat and became a board of three. Obviously, the board of directors has had very many different iterations throughout the three years. And congratulations, Tanner! You are the longest tenured board member that wasn't appointed a president at the time of your election. So, okay. thank you. So, congratulations on that. But congratulations. I, I wanted to jump here and talk about. What we do. So, the board of directors is really there to organize all the ideas and all of the thoughts that our entire convention has, that I have. And so, it's not just an echo chamber. So, we've been working on some things, and I think that's what we kind of want to talk about today. We'll talk a little bit more about the history of the group. But, Tanner, I'll turn it over to you about what you want to see in the next year.
2: Well, um, for in the next year, I would like to see us um, be be more be more of an advocacy voice for individuals with CP um, who who don't really have that ability to to um, speak for themselves and. Uh, Get the things done, easy get done throughout their life, and I think um, we are well on our way to that. And we are also helping our members uh, be able to advocate for themselves um, for what they need in life, um, and. They weren't even sure that they—they weren't even aware that they needed some of the things that they know now, um, because of
0: because of this group. So I think we're 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 well on our way. So that's awesome. And to piggyback off of that, a couple things you said stood out to me there. One, I do think we need to go back to that third founding principle. If you listen last week, we had three founding principles in our constitution when we were founded of support, create, and advocate. I think we've done a great job in supporting one another. I think we've done a great job in creating a community and a space for people to come to. Now I think it's time to focus on that advocacy piece and you, you said it right there. You kind of landed on the button. There are people with cerebral palsy that feel they don't have a voice. Cerebral palsy is the number one physical disability that's diagnosed in the world. One in every 345 people around the world have cerebral palsy. And some of them don't speak up. And there are services that they don't even know about. So mm-hmm. I think being able to bring that forward is a great piece of the puzzle that we're starting to figure out and Brittany I'm gonna let you go here with this question just kind of talk about your emotions and how you feel about coming into this crazy world that Tanner and I have brought you into so go ahead and start with this I'm not gonna lie I was
1: I was in no respect when I was brought into this because I Honestly, I had never been put in charge of, like, you know, a group, like, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, plus meetings, plus coming up with topics and keeping, you know, the conversation going, and I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm sitting over here, like, how, like, how are they going to entrust me with all this, because I've never done anything like this, but I think. In a way, it's a good learning experience for me. So just take it one step at a time. (laughs) But I'm honored to, you know, take the position and take on that role and be a part of this. Thank you. Uh,
0: I don't think we thank you enough for stepping up and doing this. And I know for me, all this kind of comes second nature. I, I really enjoyed being here. If you listen to our meeting that we had on Tuesday night, which is on the YouTube channel, shameless plug, it's on the YouTube channel. I, I really find getting to do this as the best job I ever had. That's how I define it. And it's not really a job. But I really love to see people grow and people find their voice. And I want that for all of our members. And I think when we decided to appoint you to the board of directors, that was the biggest goal that I had for you was to find that leadership quality that I know you have in yourself. And you've never really gotten to exercise that muscle. So don't be afraid we're not going to let you fall we're really going to help you prosper in this role and i know that you can do it so i i think the board of directors in a way is a terrifying thing because i could not agree (laughs) more i i don't want it to seem, when we founded the group, I didn't want it to seem like there was a separation. I wanted all of us to be one association family. Mm. Though I realize, and we realized throughout building this up, you can't let the inmates run the asylum. Mm. So, you have to figure it out and I think we as a team have figured it out and Brittany you're going to fit right into that and we have all these rules we have all these boring meetings oh the meetings it's it's fun for me because I like that stuff but I'm pretty sure you guys get bored with what I have to say and how we have to go about doing certain things. But well
1: in a way, even though me and Tanner are, are you know, part of this too, you're like you're like the head of it too because like you keep our, you keep us in line, so
0: <laughs> sometimes I don't even feel like I'm responsible for my own breakfast. So to think that I'm in charge of this whole operation Uh-oh. is not not necessarily how I wanted it to be perceived, but mm-hmm. I I really do think that we have a good team and we're going to do some good things. We mm-hmm. We've talked about going ahead and starting a book club, so look out for that, and really being able to create more community as well as having that advocacy piece because mm-hmm. yes we have a great support group for the people that are there yeah now we, we want to expand that into more create more of a community and i think that this piece of the puzzle the podcast itself is a great way to do that it kind of strips back that wall creates more transparency throughout mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong about that. No, you're not. <laughs> but we, we are being able to engage with people that have never been to a meeting. And I hope that some of the conversations we have, because a lot of the conversations we have here spill into meeting. And I hope, and our hope for this podcast is not only to give us a way to communicate with our own convention but reach out to people that are feeling lost that are looking for a home for lack of a better terminology so if you're listening to this and have never been to a meeting please reach out to us because we'd love to have you
1: yes we we would Really
0: love to have you. And another thing that I know Tainer and I have talked about, and we've talked about a little bit with you, Brittany, is reaching out to people that are impacted with cerebral palsy that don't have cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Do not give me that look, Tainer, because I think you know what I'm going to say. So on the show before we've used that term parenting toolbox right we we have to look at being a parent in generality of you have all these things that you've learned growing up plus all the things that you've learned since being a parent and that all molds you into how you teach and lead your young people throughout their lives. And I want this podcast and the group to become part of that parenting toolbox per se. I really have wanted this to be a way to show parents that cerebral palsy is a lot more than just the diagnosis. And I know Mm -hmm. I, myself, I don't know if I've said it on this show, my parents were told I wouldn't be able to walk, talk, or even graduate high school and look what we're doing now. So I, I really want that to be the important thing. And also for younger people with cerebral palsy because it is isolating as a kid i was i had friends with cerebral palsy but i didn't see them all the time no so
1: for like for me like for me growing up like there was nobody else in my school with the same disability as me so it was it was You know, I still had friends, but you know, I never did have like that connection. um, you know, and had like friends with C P inside of like, you know, through elementary, middle and high school that had the same, you know, disability. So And that's a
0: Go ahead, Brittany.
1: Not until like
0: I got older
1: and, you know, met friends
0: online so we we talk about the power of social media a lot on this show and social media is very much a double-edged sword it can be a great place and it can be an absolutely awful place Mm -hmm. but there's a power in this group to be able to have that consistency where I know that I'm gonna come in every Tuesday and be able to be heard for whatever's going on that week and however I'm feeling. There are going to be people that are going to be there and listen to what I have to say. You raised your hand, Brittany. What, what would you I accidentally hit the button. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. And I think for Tanner and I especially, we didn't grow up that far away from each other we we've talked about this on the show before we kind of grew up in the shadow of one another and so to be able to meet in a space like this really is a testament to what the true mission of the group is we had a tagline with our original t-shirts that we were creating su- or creating community through support and advocacy i couldn't even remember what it was creating yeah. community through through support and ag- advocacy and again like we said last week that one-on-one that face-to-face really changed the game and tanner i'm going to let you go because i know you want to say something
2: um right now it is time to thank our partners
0: yes our great friends over at giraffe bottle summer is here friends and the rising temperatures across the country means hydration is more important than ever a giraffe bottle hands-free drinking system is an easy way to stay hydrated Beat the heat this summer and purchase a Giraffe Bottle Tower Bundle starting at $57 at giraffebottle.com. That's giraffe, like the animal, bottle.com. The Tower Bundle includes a 24-ounce giraffe bottle, a stainless steel wheelchair mount, and a 15-ounce neck straw. The Giraffe Bottle Assistive Hydration Technology is designed to be flexible and easy to use for people of all abilities with accessories available to mount wherever needed. Giraffe bottle solutions are great for wheelchairs, desks, beds, tables, walkers, and more. It is a great way to stay hydrated, hands-free, allowing you to make those summer memories without the stress of dealing with the traditional water bottle system. Free shipping on all orders over $100 at giraffebottle.com. Again, that is giraffe like the animal and we'd like to thank giraffe bottle for sponsoring the chat line. We can get back into the conversation here. And Tainer, I'm gonna throw it to you and let you talk about your experience with us here at right. the association.
2: Um so my my experience with the association, um particularly was when I when I came in, I like Brittany did not hardly know anybody with CP and um, now that I've been in in this space, not only, not only in this space but throughout my life now I'm meeting more people with uh, disabilities and CP and it's very eye-opening because like Kilman, I said we didn't grow up up that far apart, and um, and we don't. We have that, we have that connection, but um, we we still have the. We still have different, different viewpoints on on our life with it policy because we had different things going on, um. Throughout the years, and so now, now it's very eye opening to me that um, we're not the only ones out there. Like we, we like we always think, we're, "I'm the only one out there doing this." No, you're not. And so, yeah, that's kind of where where I am. And thank huh? you. To, Thank you to the to Caleb and Melissa and the whole association for opening my eyes to
0: not being the only one. So I'm going to lob this question to both of you. Um, Oh, I knocked my microphone over. I'm going to lob this question to both of you about how did you guys meet? Uh, Oh, jeez.
2: how did we meet? We met through, a, through another we met
1: through a... We met through a different group, actually. And I think... I think... I think either I sent asked you me, asked me for a request or it was vice versa. And then I, we just started talking.
2: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was you and anyone or something. And it was just... It, it was just like okay now i know now that i've known britney for a while bring her into bring her into the association association because she can she can learn from this just like i did so i and now Brittany's part of this so
0: Either, now britney's kind of stuck with us
2: <laughs> yes she is sorry Brittany, but you're stuck <laughs>
1: I mean, can I, can I no? Can I back out anytime?
0: Yeah. Well, no. no. You. I mean, that's on your own prerogative. We're not holding you captive here. Oh no, I was just picking. Yeah. No. We want it to be a space where people can come and express their individuality and really understand to use lack of a better phrasing, that cerebral palsy doesn't define who you are. You're still an individual. It's part of your yeah. personality, but it's not everything. It's not the be all end all, because I know a lot of us growing up are just defined as the kid in the wheelchair, or the kid with cerebral palsy, and that's...
2: Yeah, that's not... That's, not that's a like,
0: piece of who we are, but it's not who we are.
1: And, like, sometimes... it not everybody, I'm just saying there's like a few people that, you know, they automatically see you and your, and they their tone just automatically changes when they see, you know, like the walker or the crutches or the wheelchair. And that I think that was the hardest part for me growing up because people automatically assume just because you have A physical disability doesn't mean, you know, means that you're not capable, you know, to like speak up for yourself or like, you know, you know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean. And it brings up two very good and very distinct points that one that I wasn't even going to bring up and the other one that we were going to talk about here, the the first one, which I was going to mention is what you said there. Yes, the tone does change when you see someone with crutches, a walker, any assistive technology. And it gets worse as we go down. Like people that use their crutches are treated differently than people that are in wheelchairs. For better, worse, or indifferent. It's just mm-hmm. the sociological fact of the time that there is a cultural standard that is created
1: Mm -hmm. i think i think like in today's world like the way the world is now i think that the world and society thinks that there's only supposed to be like one type of individual you know like and it's not that way you know there's people with different types of disabilities and different things and It's
0: just I don't know. It's just that's what that's what it feels like sometimes. That brings up an interesting point that's studied in disability sociology a lot is first of all, whenever you say you have a disability, sociologically and culturally you're lumped into one large very diverse minority of people
2: we're the largest minority
0: group on the planet and much like most cultural groups there are subcultures inside of our culture that are very specific to each disability Mm -hmm. and what happens is when disability is studied it's studied in three separate categories That are distinct in their own right, but they break down to physical mobility disabilities. Well, I guess there's four so physical mobility disabilities, intellectual disability, and emotional disability. It inside each of those groups are subcultures and divisions that are very distinct and very diverse in their own right, and that's what people don't understand. And even within that kind of idea, we talk about this with Down syndrome a lot. There's a certain look, there's a certain feeling that we all conjure up when you say the words, I'm diagnosed with Down syndrome. Yeah. It's very distinct. But each of those people Mm -hmm. have an individual personality and it's all dependent on who they are, how they were raised and where they were raised. Yeah. People also don't realize that we're the only minority group that people can join at any time. Disability is a birthright. It doesn't happen necessarily always at birth. Nope. Mm-hmm. It, it can happen. happen through an accident, it can happen through any kind of trauma. So yes. I think if we could get that idea out there, that because I've talked to a lot of People that have become paralyzed or blind later in life that were like, I didn't think about this until this happened to me. And I think if we can get out in front of that and say, our biggest bargaining chip is to say, this could happen to you tomorrow. This could happen to your kids tomorrow. This could happen to your mom, your aunt, your uncle, whatever. Yeah and i think if we could get through in that sense of the word i think we would have a lot more progress being made cerebral palsy is different in the in the case that yes cerebral palsy is a birth defect
1: mm-hmm.
0: but on the whole in terms of disability disability is not a birthright nope and hey. so that's what it breaks down to. And the, the second point you made there, Brittany, going back to your original statements, that kind of caught my eye was there's that one general idea that we have and Everybody thinks that blindness is you know you're you're blind. Mm. But 90% of people who are diagnosed as legally blind can see something. Yeah. So it's only about 10% of the blind population that is completely blind. And I think again the important things about groups like ours and the National Federation of the Blind, the American Alliance of the Deaf and Hearing Impaired is to help people understand and fully grasp that we are not just the diagnosis. No. And I know we've talked about fine. that. Before. So I'm not going to jump too deep into that, but I will throw it this way because another thought that's kind of percolating in my head, and I know we're going a little long, is that we can understand these things by talking to each other. And even in the sense that a lot of disabilities cross over and people don't get that. So we're not afraid of having other people come into the group and learning about cerebral palsy. That's what we want. And yeah. I guess I'll throw it to you guys to see what else you guys have to say before I wrap this up.
2: Um I would say that like you yes, cerebral palsy is a is something that happens at birth but again like Caleb said earlier you never know like when a when you can become paralyzed from an accident. And if you're paralyzed from an accident or something, you don't you don't realize until, until it happens what you have to go through and not saying that that um having a disability is the worst thing ever but um
0: it's not but continue
2: it's not um but like there's a lot of things that once you're paralyzed you you fully understand fully understand to an extent of what a disabled person deals with on a daily basis and that's what I'm trying to say is um, just just be be aware if you're if you're listening to this and you don't have to be just be aware of Of things that you might you might say to somebody with a
0: disability, Mm -hmm. Brittany. Do you have anything? Thank you, Tanner. Um,
1: me personally, like if if you see my personal experience, like if you see a person with a like if you can tell like they have like a physical disability. my my motto is always this instead of you know like you know people staring you know come up and like say hello i'm i'm always the type of person like if somebody starts staring or they come up and ask questions you know i'm more than happy to educate a person because the older i've gotten it's just like um i've learned that a lot of people don't know what what cerebral palsy is and I think I think the more we educate people the the better they will understand about what we go through on a daily
0: basis yes exactly and that brings us to the point where it's up to us and us being our best advocate I know we've talked about that in group to nauseam but really to nail down what that means to hear it from the horse's mouth for lack of a better turn of phrase is better than assuming so Mm -hmm. to use a Ted Lasso quote here be curious not judgmental yes I I want to say one more thing before we get out of here Tanner. And it's, I should have, I should have ended on the Ted Lasso quote, but this one's a good too. So I've always heard that the only disability is a bad attitude. I, I don't believe that because you still, even if you have a good attitude, you still have to deal with what your disability throws at you. But it does carry some weight. And Randy Pash, who was an educator at Cornell and an imagineer at the Walt Disney Company, he was asked to give a lecture before he passed away from cancer, which was his last lecture ever. And every year at Cornell, they have a series called The Last Lecture Series which was designed to give students and choice to nominate educators to say, if you were to give one lecture before you were to pass away, what would it be about? And Randy Pash, ironically, unironically, whatever, however you wanna say it, he took this opportunity and it was his last lecture And he didn't really talk about his animation or his science or design or anything. He talked about following your dreams and the attitude that you had to have to get to where you want to go. And towards the middle of the lecture, he said, You decide early on in your day and in your life if you're going to be a Tigger or an Eeyore, if you're going to be outgoing and you're going to put yourself out there, or you decide to kind of be reserved and be woe is me. And that is all a personal choice that you can make. And I don't know. It's something that's always really stuck with me. And it goes for anybody in life, but especially people with a disability, your outlook on your disability is half the battle. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. what we'll leave you with today. And... If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. There's a back catalog of all of our episodes that is actually in this playlist. And then we will also be posting all of our meetings from the association on YouTube on Wednesday mornings. And that started yesterday. So look out for those as well. So, Tanner, what do you have for us? All right, and if you're listening on Spotify, um,
2: make sure that you hit that uh, follow button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're, also, if you're listening on Amazon Music, um, do the same thing. And make sure that you leave a review because that definitely helps the algorithm when we're uh, trying to promote the show so uh again thank you for listening um and caleb i'm gonna hang it,
0: hand it over to you uh, well thank you to you too for joining us uh i'm glad You're that welcome. you can hang out with me today and for all of you that are listening thank you for listening Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you for making us part of your week, and we'll see you next week.